across the sea of character sheets, deep in the forest of D20s lies the mountain of Sourcebooks. Welcome to the Mountain of Sourcebooks. I'm your host, Jeffrey Vincent Dale, and I hope you enjoyed your climb. For the last couple of weeks, we've been playing through Microscope. This week, we're going to continue that gameplay with Rose taking on the lens role. Enjoy! So, here's how I see this. We have this big period of history. We have the beginning, which we have this... We have, we've kind of built up, like kind of this society as we have like found them and then we have this kind of like separated period where then now we have this like dark period where horrific things start happening and then kind of like kind of midway between like close to the destruction period but like midway between there that's where our hero is and we kind of focused on them a little bit but in this, I don't know, YA novel that we have created or whatever, <laughs> like, I feel like that would be the focus of the story. So what I would like to kind of focus on is, like, not just this period of destruction, what are the events that this hero and, you know, her fellowship, like, there'd probably be a fairy and, like, I don't know, a woodsman or something like that kind of thing where you would have like the group of characters and the adventures that they go on but like what are the things that they're up against i kind of like the idea of uh the elemental from my scene earlier joining as like the thing from fantastic four (laughs) (laughs) i do kind of like that all right so then the focus is like on the hero's life leading up to, to a certain degree, but also like the dark dangers in the world that have been created. Cause we, okay, we, we have so... like a vague, we have like the tree is protecting itself with a firestorm, lightning, tornado, beasts eating the fruit protected. But like, what are the dangerous, like the dangers that are caused during the period of destruction? Okay. Okay. So, event so i feel like a powerful evil sorcerer is essentially like early antagonist of this particular story so like the real evil here is man having <laughs> caused <laughs> the whole issue with like again if this were a YA adventure novel yes that's absolutely the uh this is absolutely an environmental message um, but um like the first antagonist is this sorcerer who is basically just amassed this power and has basically like created this like whole like it's not even just a cult because we previously we had like a scientific cult but at this point super powerful magic is happening and we're going straight into magical armies and like like 
your classic army of the dead and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It was like, be like, oh yeah, I'm going to add some necromancy or something. <laughs> you kind of been already. Because I was like, you know, it's funny how we talk about how magic has returned to the world. Yeah, we have barely I've any never magic. mentioned magic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much just the fairies, the the animals, and the the one elemental. <laughs> but it's definitely dark. Okay, so it goes to Jeff. All right, so I'm gonna go with another event. I'm trying to think of where to put it. I think it might be like the the event that ends the period of study and starts the period of destruction. Uh, and actually, maybe it causes the tree to start protecting itself. Ooh, I do like Ooh. that. That's good. Yeah. yeah, at this point, Edis has been imprisoned in the tree, but that's the last event that has happened. Mm-hmm. All right. The cult has its hands on one of the fruits, and a few of their number have ignored the laws and eaten from it to gain power and control. And some of the scientists do the same in retaliation, and a fight between the two groups damages the tree, leading to it using magic to protect itself. And that is a dark event. <laughs> it technically relates to the lens because it creates the tree protection. There was a whole elemental war, and that's a pretty big thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are we currently missing? I think what we need is why does the hero start her journey? Okay. Like a um, instigating event specifically. Because yeah, up until this point, she doesn't care about the tree. She's like, there's a dark, horrible thing is going on, but not necessarily affecting her yet. Yes. So after that, the uh, magically imbued creatures become enraged at the ray humans. So the creatures have attacked the city of the tree. The hero's parents have decided to try and go in defense of um, the city and the... I, just going to say that the cod is in charge of the city at this point. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like it. <laughs> so they are going to um, try and do a very powerful spell, but try and sacrifice their own daughter yes. in the casting of it. The hero runs off and uh, finds the group working with the fairies and um, she goes with Sam. He has so many reasons to hate yes. this tree now. <laughs> I love that as a concept. This character spends the entire series of books just constantly getting angry at this tree. Like she hates it to be like she's bored of it to begin with. And everything that happens in her life relating to it is just awful and horrible. <laughs> This angry. <laughs> I want to cut this damn tree down. <laughs> um. So since we since we usually end these with the lens doing um an additional one, 
I did kind of want to do one of those scenes because we haven't played any of them out yet, and I kind of like that idea. Plus, I also like the idea of developing a sort of cast for this series, as it were. <laughs> so we could definitely make characters okay. out of that. Um, but what events should happen? It's like somewhere in the middle of the story, like between the start of the action that we just talked about and when we're because like the event that occurs after that appears to be like this is the rising action of the final book or whatever like her learning what she needs to do to take down this tree so something in the middle there this could be like maybe meeting the other heroes that she'll be like the fairy, the elemental. Because you have to, if I'm remembering correctly, you have to ask a question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have to state the question and set the stage, and then we all choose characters and reveal those yeah, characters' thoughts. Yeah, and then we essentially answer said questions. So what question should we ask? Because it has to involve some kind of dark powers that be. Here's a thought. So we we know this the hero at some point basically creates a magic axe in order to cut down this tree and also has some kind of godly boon. But otherwise we don't really have any concept of like what makes her in any way above anyone else in this world. So I'm going to decide the question we have to ask is how do I want to word this? Because I kind of want to figure out what's her attitude towards magic. If you get what I mean. Is she actively against magic? Is she trying to completely... Is this like very much like a Conan sort of thing where it's like all of her enemies are horrible magical things and she's just basically punching everything to death (laughs) (laughs) i I like the idea that she chooses the axe not because it's ideal for the job but because it's not magic (laughs) then again that then we have to decide how that would work how would a non-magical axe damage the tree how do i answer this like ask this as a question I guess we'll say our hero hears of a sorcerer in the deep caves, goes to slay them. Uh, She hates them sorcerers, but they offer to teach her their ways. And this is more of like a temptation. So this would greatly increase your chances of succeeding in your goal, essentially. Oh, I I kind of upset myself there. I realized like, well, the scene has to have both the hero and the sorcerer. So we don't really actually get to um, really pad out the cast, which was the purpose of me doing this, which was the reason that I decided that, like, oh, yeah, we only get one character because we only have three people. <laughs> well, we could have... We could introduce either the a fairy yeah. or... We, 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 we uh, can add stuff. I was just funny. But... I was just like, I kind of wanted... I wish we had more people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 
role play what the character does and thinks. If someone tries to do something to your character, you describe the outcome. Shape the world by describing what your character perceives and how they react to it. Introduce and play secondary characters as needed. So I guess we're not limited to only playing one character each. So that's oh yeah, good. so we can add more if we want. But I, one of the things I uh, also noted from at least a playthrough that I had watched, I don't know if this is how it's standard, uh, one of the interesting ideas of conflict resolution to do is since there, since conflict is always between two people, um, the if you have three people, which we do, the third person can decide what happens. So neither of the people who are like, this is what I want, have to like get what they like necessarily get what they want. It's always what the other person who's uninvolved wants. So what was our question? Uh, again? <laughs> so our hero hears of a sorcerer in the deep caves, goes to slay them. She hates sorcerers. Um they however offer to teach her their ways, which would be an extremely like valuable skill to have in her attempts to not only stop the coming darkness, but also potentially like like put her on an even level with her opponents. However, again, not super fond of people who use magic for obvious reasons. Okay. Yeah, I'll uh, do my elemental character as my character during the scene. I would like to play our hero, but I'm coming up with a name. And it will be the evil sensor, then. Of a lot of us, Steve is not the most evil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say her name's Amalia. Alright, I'll go with Jerus for my character. You picked too close to Jerob, and now I'm imagining David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> David Bowie, but made of fire. No, not that different. Other name Talon, which is a cool name. That's a pre-rad dark sorcerer name, yeah. Okay, so Malia, Talon, what was their character's name again, Jeff? Jerus. All right, so we've asked the question. Now we just need to set the stage. Where are we and who's present? Um, we are in my evil wizard tower. I probably had an enemy of undead that maybe you guys have fought through using some secret that the fairies knew. And it's kind of just come down to me versus you guys. Okay. Is anyone else with you two? Uh, I think it would make sense to have a fairy guide. Maybe even, since we're fighting our way through an army, maybe there's like a secondary, or rather we're like a secondary group, and there's like a primary fighting force distracting the main fighting force while we sneak by. And so we've snuck in. Yeah, just like stead scene. Okay. Yeah, good. <laughs> this is this is our first time doing it. It's going to be a little unstructured, I think. So you've come here. You've defeated my army of uh, skeletons and undead. What do you hope to even accomplish? As soon as you defeat me, another one will just take my place. Magic has ripened this world. This time, anyone has the power to control the world. I mean, he has a point. <laughs> she takes up her axe because 
And Axe is a major theme in this, so she actively carries one the entire time. Um, you mostly uses it to cut down trees, actually. It's not really used for actual fighting as often as you would think. Or just cuts out down more trees than you would need to. And then she spits on the ground and says, You. I don't care who comes after you. You say there's always going to be another one? Well, I'm always going to be here. So, bring it on. Grab my weapon. I guess we just kind of start fighting maybe as we talk? Keep on talking? It's like combat banter is this conversation. Yeah, so that, Jairus is just going to be throwing fireballs. <laughs> <laughs> I was, okay, I'm going to just be like, um, like, who do you even think you are? We are at the peak of what we even know is magic right now, and it, we're not in the peak, it could go higher. A long time ago, we were able to defeat Enos, the god, and you just think you, a male, a male human, could fight up against all of this magic? And in her internal monologue, she makes a note about um, what he just said, and specifically that that actually makes a lot of sense, because if that happened, then it should the you know you can't kill a god; they should still be here somewhere. But that's for later. <laughs> Well, I might be a mere human, or whatever you want to say, but I'm going to do whatever it is I'm going to do, and that's the best I've got. I can't be more than I am. Fight, fight, fight. You know, kind of overpowering me, maybe. I don't know. And I'm just like, ugh. I feel like you might be trying to trick me here. <laughs> <laughs> You are winning in the strength department, but I have the power of the undead. If you strike me down right now, I'll just come back. Find you when you least expect it. Hard to bring back something that's not there anymore. Jairus is planning to just burn the body once once he's dead. It's usually what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Although apparently this is like the final confrontation based off of because this is the like original sorcerer from the beginning. Um. Oh, may have been been this body, but you don't know about all the others I have saved up. Somehow, Talon has returned. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! The sad part is this would make way more sense. that's all for this week please join us again on august 22nd as we will be finishing our actual play of microscope thank you for listening and be careful on your way back down the mountain